Welcome to Safety Chats. Host Jason Stark, Director of Safety at Baldwin Safety and Compliance, shares decades of aviation experience and a passion for safety with an emphasis on healthy and robust safety cultures in aviation and transportation organizations. Since 2004, Baldwin has partnered with transportation providers to help pilots, safety managers, frontline teams, and others to integrate, document, and build positive safety cultures and organizations. Each podcast episode will focus on an element of safety that can help you in your workplace, whether it's a cockpit, vehicle, or hangar. Let's get started with this week's safety chat. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Baldwin Safety Chat Pod. I am so happy you're here. Man, I missed you guys since the last podcast, and I'm glad you're here with me today. And I just want to talk a little bit about safety objectives today. And why not? We're in that time of year, right? Beginning of the year, people are always setting new goals, new objectives. And it may be the same that you're doing right now in your organization. This may be the time that you're looking at doing some really cool stuff during the year, or you're maybe reviewing your objectives from last year, but just still want to talk about it because thought it was a little bit appropriate. But when we look at safety objectives, the way ICAO explains them is that they're a brief high-level statement of safety achievements or desired outcomes to be accomplished. You have to say, wow, that is a mouthful. I think that's written in traditional ICAOese. So when I look at that in English, to me, it's like, this is the stuff we want to do in our organization to be safer. Or better put, this is the stuff we're going to do in our organization to be safer. And that is, that is the gist of it. And you might think, well, that's, that's really pedantic to, to have to document these formulae. I mean, we're always wanting to do good stuff. And I, and I would agree with you. But when you put this on paper, when you write it down, this is the stuff we're going to do in 2022. It actually rhymes. But this is the stuff we're going to do. When you put it on paper, you kind of make it real. Uh, for lack of a better term. You're making it official. This is where we're going to be. And furthermore, when you put it down on paper, you can share it. It is no more just an idea or a thought or something to get to when you have time. It is a line in the sand saying this is what we're going to do to improve safety. And like I said, you can share that with people as well. Now, when we look at the safety objectives, there are different types of safety objectives. And ICAO goes on about this in nine, document 9859. And it's not really that important because we always want to go back to the foundation that this is what we're going to do to improve safety. But for ICAO, they kind of categorize between process-based and outcome-based objectives. And the reason for it, I think, is just kind of orient you to what you can do and what you don't have direct influence over. Let me explain. So on an outcome-based objective, it is dealing with, as the name suggests, it is dealing with outcomes, things that happen as a result of a process or an activity. So when we look at outcomes as an organization, we don't have direct control over it. Let me explain. If you had an objective that dealt with errors in the cockpit, for example, and I know that's a pretty general one, but we'll, we'll go with that. You as an organization cannot say, well, today we're just going to have one error. No more, no less, just one. You don't have that control. So when we look at these outcome, these outcome measures, which are related to outcome objectives, 
we don't have direct control over. But what we can do is leverage the things we have direct control over to influence those outcomes. So when we look at that, let's stick with that errors in the cockpit, whatever. Uh, we say, well, we want to decrease those. What can we do as an organization that we have direct control over that will influence that to reduce it? Well, we could implement training. We could implement, implement a briefing template, whatever it may be. But those things that you're going to do in order to influence the things you don't have direct control over, those are called process-based objectives. And again, it doesn't matter. They don't always have to be linked. You're just really wanting to move the needle on safety. But it's important, in, in a sense, to know this distinction because a lot of times we'll put things like, well, we want to reduce the number of unstable approaches in the, by the second quarter. That's great. But you don't have direct control over that. So I would love to see, well, what are you going to do about it as an organization? What are you going to do to influence that, that, uh, that number or that, that objective? So that's where you kind of get this idea of the things we can do and have direct control over or process-based objectives and the things we don't have control over, direct control over, which would be your outcome-based objectives. Now we're getting into, now we're getting into the weeds here because ICAO goes on and says, okay, well, when it comes to objectives, whether they're process-based or outcome-based, you can have high-level objectives and you can have smart objectives. High-level objectives, aren't, they are not time-bound, they're not overly specific, but they set a direction. Whereas your smart objectives are those that are specific, measurable, attainable, rewarding, and I changed the R because I like rewarding and I'm the one talking here so I can do it, but rewarding and time-bound, or they have a date to it. So those are those are what's considered, like I said, smart objectives. So you're like, well, high-level smart objectives, why, why do we really need to know this? And again, it's just, it's digging into the weeds because we go back to that foundation. We The stuff we're going to do to make the organization safer. That's the foundation. But when we look at high-level and smart objectives, high-level objectives are like, let me put it into a term that we're all familiar with. So at, at the start of the new year, everybody's always concerned about their health. So they may say something like, man, I want to get healthy this year. Okay, that is considered a high-level objective. You haven't really said, well, how are you going to do it? You know, are you going to quit eating 20 donuts a day? Are you going to, you know, start getting on the treadmill? It's just a high-level objective. We want to get healthy. In the context of an organization, it may be we want to improve the ramp safety out on the, uh, well, obviously on the flight line. That's a high-level objective. It's like, th it's a general direction in which we want to go. And then from that, now we can start iterating smart objectives. So let's go back to the health. So with the health, I want to get healthy this year. Okay, well, let's be more specific. Okay, well, for smart, for smart objectives, that's associated to that general objective. I want to lose 20 pounds by the third quarter of 2022. It's specific, it's measurable, it's attainable, it's rewarding for certain, and it's time-bound. So that is an example of the relationship between like these general objectives and these smart objectives. If you are thinking about upping your safety training, or maybe you are in need of CAM credits for aviation manager certification, you should think Baldwin. Visit baldwinvirtualtraining.com to learn more. 
Now, back to Safety Chats with Jason Stark. Now, you might say, well, well, how is this really helpful in my organization? Well, it can be. Because leadership can say, leadership tends to think in vagities. I think that's a word. They tend to think in vague terms. They, they, they tend to think in big picture terms. And they may come up to you and you say, man, we really got to reduce the number of errors we're seeing in operations. Okay, well, that's a high-level objective. So now you have something to work with. So how do we reduce these errors related? Um, how do we reduce, reduce these errors in the organization or related to flight ops or operations or whatever it may be? And now you can start enumerating smart objectives associated with it. We're going to implement maybe a CRM program by the first quarter, or we're going to implement, um, I don't know, checklist discipline class, whatever it might be, but you get the message. So that, that's, kind of the, that's kind of the association between overall objectives and smart objectives. But let's go back to why we need safety objectives. And safety objectives, again, they, the foundation is, it is the stuff we're going to do to improve safety in the organization. But safety objectives are a huge part of continuous improvement. And continuous improvement is a big part of safety management. But safety objectives are showing that your organization is doing something to improve. And that's the idea. And you always want to be trying to improve. It's not saying you have to achieve improvement every day. That's continual improvement. But you always want to show that you're trying to move that needle on safety. And safety objectives go a long way in doing that. And the very powerful thing about objectives, especially when you document them, only when you document them and only when you share them with the organization is it creates engagement and buy-in to what you're doing in terms of safety. As an employee, if I saw, wow, this is so cool. My organization has posted what they're going to do to make my life better, to make me safer at work. And furthermore, if you post the measurements associated with that objective, now the organization is telling me, well, this is what they're going to do or they plan to do to improve safety. This is how close they are to getting to that objective that they're trying to achieve. Wow, this is, this is fantastic. I would just think that that creates so much engagement. And that's a big part of what ICAO is saying, too, that when you establish these objectives, publish those, publish those statements with the measurements. That's so incredibly important. So you really need to you really need to get that out there to create engagement. And like I inferred earlier, you can't just put an objective out there and say that's it. You really should put the measurements associated with it. So if you're say for example smart objective, we're going to implement a fatigue risk management program by third quarter of 2022. And you have that as an objective. That's great. But as an employee, it always be in my head, well, where, where are they at with that? Where, what are they doing with that? If you could break that down like a project and say, okay, first phase is implemented. Phase two is 75% complete. Phase three. And you're like, oh my goodness, that sounds absolutely exhausting. Well, it doesn't have to be that complicated, but if you can just give them even a basic nap, a basic map, like back of the napkin, where are we in achieving this objective? Because the stuff you're putting out there, the cool stuff you're putting out there to improve safety, people are going to be interested. And they're going to want to know, well, where are we with that? Or is it just all smoke and mirrors? 
And that's what you do when you state the objective and the associated measure. That's where you start creating the buy-in and the engagement and the excitement about improving safety. So I think it's really important too, especially with the measurements, when you hit that objective, I mean, the amount of euphoria around that, but you've crushed it. You've crushed your safety goal. And that is something to celebrate and to broadcast. Hey, we did this. We said we're going to do it. This was the plan. We measured against it. We showed you where we're going, and we hit it. And then when you show that, uh, when you show that to the employees, look, we did it. We hit it. It's everything's in place. We we took this step. We succeeded at finishing the step in improving safety in the organization. And again, um, when it comes to engagement, that is a big factor because people want to know that their organization cares about them so that the organization is doing what it can to ensure that they go home every single night. So that was my little spiel on objectives. Um, I hope it was helpful. I uh, hope maybe you learned something today. Uh, But if you did or you didn't, drop me a line at any time or if something you want to talk about, just please let me know. We'd love to hear from you on how we can make this better. Thank you so much for joining me. Stay safe. This podcast is brought to you by Baldwin Safety and Compliance, the leader in safety management for the transportation industry. Since 2004, Baldwin has been providing state-of-the-art solutions and 24-7 support to the aviation and transportation industries. Baldwin's clients include all sizes and types of transportation operators. Baldwin provides safety and related business services to commercial and non-commercial transportation operators, medical transporters, FBOs, MROs, airports, flight schools, UAS operators, firefighters, OEMs, ground transport operators, and others. Visit baldwinsms.com to discover how Baldwin can enhance your organization's safety program.